What up, everybody? We're coming at you with episode number 12. This is uh, going to be a pretty cool episode, just to give everybody a heads up. I'm definitely going to do something a little different this week. Um, you know, I've I've talked to a couple people about this, and actually it was Christy Fisher's idea. Um, you know, down at the track, Saturday night, we're drinking, um, standing around just... You know, everybody's talking and, and, and catching up. And, and she made the comment um, that somebody should interview me this weekend uh, or this week for the podcast. And uh, I thought, you know, that that, that is an interesting idea. Um, and then, you know, obviously Fisher was standing there and he's like, yeah, that'd be cool. I'd do it. And, and you know, it wasn't the only suggestion. Um, Blake Hooper called me today and, and said, you know, he had an idea of something that he might want to start doing and, and with him and a couple other people or me or whoever. And he made a comment that somebody should interview me today. And he said he would have 20 to 30 questions and he would do it in a heartbeat. Um, you know, and I was like, you know, it's funny, you know, cause Fisher also said that he would do it. And then, you know, my fiance made the comment that somebody should interview me this weekend. And <laughs> so I, I think it's, uh, the vote's unanimous, and um, we're going to do this. And matter of fact, I'm actually going to get both Blake and Fisher on the phone, and they're both going to inter- interview me. Uh, and then, you know, I told them we can, you know, sh- you know, talk a little bit about, you know, Coles County Dragway and, and, and you know, turn it into just an episode. Um, it's a little different, you know. I, I usually sit here and do this by myself and usually get a caller on the phone and do an interview myself, um, you know, so – it's a little going to be a little different. We're going to turn the page a little bit and um, you know, I'm going to be on the other side of it this week. So that is coming up a little bit later in the show, but first we're going to go ahead and talk about this weekend. Uh, it was a hot one. You know, anybody that was down there or wasn't down there, you, you know, it was a hot weekend. Um, the weather was just, you know, a typical summer day. Um, and usually that's not a good recipe when you're talking drag racing, um, people stay home. They don't want to come. Um, the traction is questionable, uh, whether the track will work or not. And then, you know, obviously just sitting down there and, and sweating and, and being miserable in your car and, you know, track temperatures of upwards of 130 to 140 degrees. That, that stuff's never fun. Um, you know, it's, it's not fun for us. That's down there racing. And it's especially not fun for the, you know, the employees that are standing out there on that track all day with no breaks. Um, you know, so it, it's usually not a good recipe for a weekend of bracket racing, but we made it work. Uh, Coles County dragway, uh, Rod Veland and everybody on the staff was, you know, just did a phenomenal job as, you know, as always, um, Rod had some people call in and didn't show up. And you know what, this is, uh, kind of seeming, seeming to become a little bit of an issue, uh, finding some dedicated workers that just, you know, love being down there and love doing what they love. Obviously they don't love it enough to do it when it's a hundred degrees. So, or not even a hundred, but there was heat advisories out. Uh, the humidity was awful and, um, you know, but like I said, the uh, staff came together and Olin came out of the tower, worked the water box, and Christy Fisher um, showed up and did the announcing and did an awesome job. Uh, always nice to hear her voice on the microphone. And, you know, they just, they made do with what they had. And I thought, you know, they, they had issues, you know, a few, not nothing obvious to me. But, you know, I know Rod was running around like a chicken with his head cut off a few times and, 
you know, he had some stuff going on, but they, they really did a good job of getting the show in, and it was a good weekend. The big question uh, that everybody's probably going to want to know that wasn't there was the traction. I'm going to tell you, it was one of the hottest days of the year, and I thought the track was probably better than it's been all year. Honestly, from a racing perspective, the way my car ran, the way everything went, I would take that that you know, I would take that weather every single weekend as long as it, you know, brought cars. But, you know, my car was absolutely phenomenal. I did not move hardly fourth out all weekend on the 60 foot. Um, obviously, this was the first weekend of VHT uh, for a, quite a while. And, um, you know, I don't know if that was what it was, but it was just my car was absolutely kill mode. And I know several people that talked that I talked to. They said that their cars were absolutely awesome. A uh, few people had some traction issues. Um, you know, not sure if that's the track's fault or the car's fault uh, or the tire's fault. You know, there's there's several aspects that go into that, and I'm not positive what exactly caused it, but I thought the track was absolutely, you know, just killer. Uh, next weekend should be really, really good. Um, you know, some cooler weather, and the VHT obviously makes a big difference. So I'm looking forward to next weekend. It, the cars are going to be just nasty good. On to Saturday's results. Uh, no juniors are this weekend. So, you know, basically just the, you know, your main classes other than Novice Street. Novice Street uh, hosted Matt Akers and Andy Brandenburg out of Tuscola, Illinois in the final. And um, Matt Akers and his El Camino uh, was really, you know, pretty solid most of the day and got it done in Novice Street. Um, actually, um, you know, Brandenburg had the better light in that race, but uh, something happened and was way, way off the ET, but... Uh, congratulations to Matt Akers. Hope to see you down there more. I know you're from Terre Haute, but um, we'd love to see you. You know, it, it, we always enjoy when Terre Haute people come down. It's it adds more competition, and and you know, it's just it's always nice to see different faces down there. So, uh, good job, Matt Akers, winning Novice Street Sportsman Class. Uh, that was a pretty good one. Um, Sportsman Class actually was um, Jesse Brandt and Chad Isley that uh, ran up, matched up in the final. Uh, Jesse Brandt hasn't been down there a lot this year. Uh, he's got an El Camino, um, and he, um, you know, actually, I think that car was for sale. It might still be for sale. Uh, hell of a good car. It used to belong to, uh, I believe it belonged to Jimmy Barrett uh, from Havana. And, you know, if you don't know Jimmy Barrett, then you're living under a rock, If you, especially if you're listening to this podcast and you're into drag racing, you surely know who Jimmy Barrett is, but... It's a really good car, um, and Jesse, you know, like I said, he hasn't been down there a lot, but comes down there and 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 shows exactly you know what he's capable of. Jesse's a really good racer. Um, multiple times that he's been down there and won in sportsman class. He's been competitive in pro class. Um, he's a he's a hell of a good racer. Unfortunately, Jesse's not down there every week, and and we wish he was. You know, always always nice to see competitive drivers uh, showing up at Coles County. But him and Chad Asley met up in the final. Uh, Chad is in, you know, Cooper's car and, um, you know, Jesse just lays one on him. I mean, Chad has been on a roll. He has been just tearing through the sportsman class and Katrina, Katrina has been staying right with him. Um, you know, he's, he's actually gained some points this week, but you know, it seemed like Chad was just on a roll and then you turn around and, and Katrina's right there with him. 
Uh, it's like he just can't really get away from her in the points. Uh, but uh, anyway, Chessie Brantz, 008 uh, in the final, breaks it out by 5 thou. Uh, you know, Chad's, I think, 30-something. He breaks it out quite a bit and uh, just trying to catch him. And uh, it just worked out in Jesse's favor. Jesse threw, threw together a hell of a run and picked up the win in sportsman class. So, you know, congratulations to uh, Jesse Brandt and, you know, Chad Isley for running up. Pro class, uh, semifinals. Uh, Andy Romine and Tim Muchow. Tim Muchow uh, finally got him a car or got him a set of tires that is working. Uh, he's been struggling. That car, if you watch that car all year, you know, I don't know how he raced it. I, I would have just lost my patience. Um, I just can't have fun if I don't have a car that's not competitive. Um, and and Tim Muchow has fought his car most of the year when it comes to traction issues. But I think he's figured it out, and and I think it was a faulty set of tires. Uh, but he's been rolling. He's been running pretty well since. Um, he's got him a good set of tires on there. He's he's hooking up, and and he's you know results don't lie. He's been in the semis several times now, and. Uh, he was there this weekend and had to face Rob Fisher. Rob Fisher beat him. And, um, you know, Andy Romine there in the semis also. Andy's, you know, starting to have a little bit of success. He's been, you know, racing a little bit better these last couple of weeks. So semifinalist Andy Romine and Tim Muchow. Uh, the final was actually Rob Fisher and myself. Uh, this was a pretty good one, um, you know, for me anyway. I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't miss it. I was on my game. Uh, had been on my game most of the day, and, um, you know, I got thrown in the left lane. You know, Fisher had been running the right lane all day. I'd been running the right lane, and I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to, you know, let's just let's just run it. I'll go to the left, whatever, and I wasn't, you know, from what I've been told with the new starting line sensors, everything's identical. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to be looking at the tree differently. I'm going to be looking across my car, and, and hopefully I can still hit it like I've been hitting it. And uh, I was 001, uh, Fisher was a little late, and and that was the rest, the rest spelled history. So I picked up the win in pro class, and that would be the reasoning behind um, somebody interviewing me today. Uh, so this will be interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to see how this all plays out, but <laughs> it, it, you never know with them too. Uh, Super Pro Semifinals, Kevin Dively out of Springfield in his 89 Camaro, uh, the lone survivor in the semifinals, so only three cars in the semis. Uh, the Super Pro Final hosted uh, Todd Cap out of Springfield. Todd is one bad dude. He had a really good day and was just, you know, he was rolling really good. Um, Todd was uh, 22 in the final and dead six. So he's eight to- or 28 total in the final against Denny Katz. Denny Katz is another one that's been just on a tear this year. Um, it seems like he's just every weekend he's money. Uh, so congratulations to them too. Um, you know, me and Todd uh, raced in the King of the Track runoff, and I'm not exactly sure what happened. Um, I think I talked to him briefly afterwards, and I didn't really catch exactly what he had said. But basically, you know, he's got a delay box, and I'm running on the no box side. I line up, and I get staged, and we both, I think we both get staged. Out of the corner of my eye, I see his car jump forward. Um, but I don't know what's going on because I run blinders. I don't, I can't see his side of the tree. So I don't know if he's red. I don't know if he's deep. I don't know nothing. I just see, well, I I obviously knew he was deep, uh, by getting his stage light on and then the car just completely jumping a a good two foot. I mean, I'm thinking, 
what the hell? And and in my head, I'm just thinking, just click it green because he's in so deep that even if he didn't knock the bulbs out and get disqualified, um, there's a good chance that it's just not going to work out in his favor. Um, so I, you know, I was 39 up front, and then he, I don't even know if he made it down the track. He kind of started to take off and maybe coasted the rest of the way, but uh, I got the win in the king of the track. So that was your Saturday results. So obviously a good weekend for me and I needed it. Um, you know, I'm trying to get up there in the points and, you know, I've, I've run pretty decent, you know, in the last week or two, but that one helped. Sunday was obviously a little bit of a different story, especially for me. Uh, I was awful Sunday and was in knocked out in the third round <laughs> on the trailer and headed home. Only good thing about that is I got home and, and had plenty of time to do stuff around the house. So I'm not going to complain. I obviously would have loved to uh, went on a little bit further and win a few more rounds, but you know, it is what it is. That's part of bracket racing. Uh, Sunday, they hosted the street fighter or street fighter class and uh, Chuck Ulrich Ulrich uh, faced Mike Mueller, uh, both, uh, both drivers out of Paxton, uh, Chuck's driving an El Camino. He actually gets the win. Um, so awesome job to them guys and Mike Mueller for running up in the street fighter class sportsman final, uh, Chad Isley. Once again, <laughs> Chad is on a roll. Uh, and it's just amazing. He's having a hell of a good year and you know what? He's, he's, he's a really good racer. So I, I mean, it's almost, you know, you almost expect that out of him, but he he's really having an awesome year this year. But um, he's actually in the final with Caleb Kaywood. This is awesome. I, I thought, you know, this is really, really cool. Uh, Caleb is a young racer. I've talked about Caleb before. He's just an up-and-comer, and he's not been doing this long, but he's really, really having a lot of success. And I feel like Caleb, in, in the next year or two, I mean, with the, you know, he's making tremendous strides in this sport and he could be a really really big hitter um in the near future so i mean he's already a really good racer so uh he's in the final with chad and uh he clicks it red uh so gives chad the win uh so awesome job to caleb k wood keep at it man you'll get that first sportsman win eventually it's gonna happen um and just keep your head up and and you know that's there's nothing you know what if you don't go red every now and then you're not trying hard enough so you know you know, I hear people say all the time that, well, if you go red, you're done. You don't have a chance. You're you're completely done from the get-go. But I'm telling you right now, the best bracket racers in the world click it red um, just about once or twice every weekend. I mean, because that's, that's what it takes to win. That's what it takes to be great at this sport is to be able to cut lights consistently in the in the double O's or the tens or the teens. And and when you're pushing it that close, you're you're going to click it red every now and then. And you got to know exactly who you're racing. And, and I mean, I tell you what, <laughs> I'm not going to take anything away from Caleb, you know, for being red in that. And and some people would. And there's there's people out there that think that way. But I'm telling you, Caleb, that, you know, you, you got to go after it. You That's what it takes to be good in this sport. So, uh, you know what? Awesome job this weekend. Um, and awesome job, Chad, for picking up the uh, sportsman win and runner up the, the night before. Pro class semifinals, Rick Schaffner. Always fun when Rick comes to the track. He's a hell of a good racer. Rick is a really, really good racer. Um, and he usually races at Havana. He kind of bounces back and forth uh, between Coles County and, and Havana. But you know what? He's It's always nice when I see him down there. He's a great dude. Uh, but anyway, he was a semifinalist um, in pro class on Sunday. And the final hosted Rick Wells and Jim Treat. First of all... Um, 
Good job to Rick Wells. Rick is, you know, he's wheeling not what you would call a conventional bracket car. Um, he's done a lot of stuff to this this V6 Mustang or uh, Camaro. So <laughs> he's going to hate me for that, for almost messing that up. Uh, but done a lot of stuff to this Camaro. And um, you know what? Like I said, it's not your traditional bracket car, but he's having some success and he's figured some stuff out. Um, and to, to, to be in a final of pro class at Coles County Dragway says a lot because there are some hitters at Coles County Dragway in every class, but pro class is a really, really tough class. Um, so you know what, hands down to Rick, he turns it red, um, runs dead two against treat. I don't know exactly how red he was, um, but you know, results page don't tell you that just says he went foul, but Jim treat gets the win. Jim was 23 up front. Uh, and you know, he's 23 above. So not a bad run for, uh, not a bad run for treat. And, um, he, he's actually who knocked me out in the third round and he was just as solid as could be. Um, you know, it would have been really tough for me to win that race, but, uh, regardless of how good of I, or how good I would have been up front. But, uh, Jim treat is really, you know, having some success in those last couple of weeks. Um, you know, he's one of those guys you better watch out because before you know it, you know, he's going to be up there, you know, within a few points of the lead uh, in pro class. And I know Jim Tree, he's last year's, you know, pro champion. He's not going to miss a week. He's going to be there every week and he will acquire points and he could catch you in a hurry. So uh, Jim Tree, awesome job in pro class this week. On to super pro class. Uh, your, your winner in super pro, uh, the final hosted Kevin Dively and Adam Hughes. Uh, two awesome people, two awesome cars. Kevin Diley is a really good race. He's got a really nice Camaro and uh, finally, uh, you know, has a little success this weekend. Kevin's one of them guys that, you you know, you usually see him in the late rounds in Super Pro when everything's working, you know, the car and, and the track and everything. Um, you know, Kevin's a really good racer, uh, but he gets the win in Super Pro and, you know, awesome job to both them drivers. Adam Hughes obviously is one of the, you know, very well-known drivers down at Coles County Dragway. He's, you know, very tough competitor. Got a really good car, and and Kevin Dively gets the win over him and parks his Camaro on the dance floor. Um, you know what? He also won the king of the track uh, and over Jim Tree. So just a good weekend for Kevin Dively. And, uh, you know, we also had the quick eight series uh, this weekend. Adam Hughes won that. Uh, so awesome job to Adam Hughes. And the semi or the, yeah, the semifinals in the JT quick eight was. Doug Patrick and Kurt Taylor. Awesome to see Doug Patrick back down there and got his car together um, down there racing again. Uh, missed, missed Doug. He'd been down there watching Clayton race. and uh, But, you know, I love Doug's car. Doug's got, you know, just one of the baddest Mopars on the property, and I love when he's down there. So, you know, that's that's kind of how your weekend played out as far as results. I, I tell you what, I, I you know, there's a few things that stood out to me this weekend. Katrina Murphy is just phenomenal. She is, it's like, you know, you, you, we look at the success that Chad's having and then you go look at the points and you're like looking at the last four to five weeks. To me, Katrina is having as about as good of a year as ever. Um, obviously she's, you know, last year's sportsman championship or champion, um, winner. And, you know, she's not leading the points right now, but she is racing really, really, really well. Um, you know, and obviously Chad, it's only a five point difference and you've got four ET, um, races left, uh, for bracket final points. And, you know, there's, a, I think there's a five point difference there. So I thought, you know, 
Katrina is probably racing better than anybody down there right now, other than there's a few other drivers. Denny Katz is really on a roll right now. Um, you know, Fisher, Rob Fisher's, you know, his whole year has just been really, really good. Um, so there, there's several people out there that I, you know, I would say that is really kind of some standout drivers. But right now, I just, I feel like Katrina Murphy's probably at the top of that list. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and go through your points real quick, and then we are going to go into this interview. <laughs> See how this goes. But anyway, your sportsman top 10 right now. Chad Isley with 117. Katrina Murphy with 112. Ellis Booth missed Saturday. He was there Sunday. Didn't have the greatest day uh, in sportsman class. He's got 88 points. He's sitting in third place. Behind him is Caleb Kaywood moving up. Uh, he's got 81. TJ Evans, uh, he had some car issues, and he's got 78 points, but he had some car issues this weekend jumped in David Lyons or Tony Lyons, somebody, one of their Mustangs. I, I they've got so many Mustangs. I don't know who's is who anymore, but <laughs> uh, jumps in the Lions car and parks it uh, in the semifinals in sportsman class. And, you know, I had to give him a little uh, hell on Facebook about getting it done in a Ford, uh, breaking his stuff in, in his Chevy and jumping in a Ford and getting the final four, but awesome job to TJ. That's not an easy task to just jump in a car that you're not familiar with and have success like you did. So uh, good job to TJ Evans. He's in fifth place. Um, like I said, with 78 points behind him, David Lyons, uh, sixth place. He was not there on Sunday. Uh, he has, let's see, 75 points. Jesse Fritz also not there this weekend, seventh place. He's got 74 Larry Lyons was there this weekend. He's got 65. Rick Wells with 54. Um, and rounding out your top 10, Tony Lyons with uh, 51 points. On to Larice Motorsports Insurance Super Pro Class. Denny Katz, hell of a good weekend. Um, you know, uh, 13 points on Saturday, 7 on Sunday. Just kind of pulling away with it. Uh, he's sitting in first place with 111. Uh, but Corey Butler's just right there. Um, he's got he's nine points behind him. He's got 102. Bob Paul with 97. Jay Billingsley with 73. Jim Treat 69. Austin Romine with 64. Daniel Earhart also another good racer. Uh, 50 points. Doug Patrick with 50. Uh, Bill Bosler still hanging on to that top 10. He's got 48. And Sarah Weaver hanging on to the top 10. She has 46. Pro class uh, got shaken, shaken up a little bit this weekend. Uh, Kim Namire has been leading for quite a while, and uh, that changed a little bit this weekend. I had, like I said, I had a really good day Saturday. Not so good Sunday, but um, I actually took over the points lead in pro by four points over Kim Namire. So I've got 114. Kim Namire's got 110. Jim Treat moved up the ladder. He's in third place with 105. Ron Hill had an awful weekend. Uh, probably the worst weekend I've seen Ron Hill have ever. Uh, ever since all going all the way back to when I was a little kid. <laughs> so uh, Ron Hill, just just a really bad weekend. I know he's dying for this next weekend to roll around so he can redeem himself, but he's in fourth place with 102 points. LSV Booth with a 96. Jim Chittick with 95. Austin Romine with 90. Max Lane with 82. Uh, Andy, Rom Andy Romine with 70. And rounding out your top 10 is Tim Muchow with 69. All right, so as promised, um, we're going to do this. I'm going to go ahead and get these two on the phone. Um, so bear with me for a second. I'm going to go ahead and get these guys dialed up, and then we are going to go into uh, over an hour uh, with these guys. So um, this this ought to be interesting. All right, so as promised, I'm shaking it up a little bit this week, and we're turning the page. This idea was mentioned uh, Saturday night. 
I won pro class and I believe it was Christy Fisher that made the first comment about it. And then Blake called me later today and also mentioned it. And, you know, actually my fiance mentioned it. Like you should have somebody interview you. Uh, and so I thought it was a pretty neat idea. I think everybody was kind of, you know, thought it was pretty neat. So we're going to roll with it. Turn the page. I've got two callers and this should be interesting. I know that they've got several questions. They've kind of communicated back and forth with each other. Uh, they've got some stuff wrote down. So I've got Blake Hooper and Rob the Rain Man Fisher on the phone with uh, with us. And these guys are going to interview me. So I'm on the other side of this now. And I get to see what it's like to have all the pressure on me this week. <laughs> What's up, guys? Can you both hear me? Oh, yeah. Oh, we got yeah. you, Russ. Right on. Clear. All right on. All right. Well, you know the deal. Um I'm going to let you guys kind of kick it off here. Um, I know that you guys are going to probably alternate back and forth so we're not stepping on each other. Um, and then, like I have I told you guys earlier, we're going to do the pick a winner, be a winner deal, and I'm going to let both of you have a chance at it. We'll get into that a little bit later. So um, we'll uh, go ahead and kick this off, and, and I'm ready for what you got. You want to go first, Blake, or you want me to hit it? I can fire away when ready. 10-4. So I guess since you won on Saturday – how did you feel like your performance was on Saturday? I felt like Saturday was really good. I, I know both of you have had this these moments where when you just when you let go of the button, it, you just every single time it don't feel like you can do any wrong. You know, you almost feel like you can't go red, you can't be bad. It's just every let go. As soon as you let go, you you feel good, and and that's kind of how the day rolled out um, on Saturday. I mean, I I missed it. I think I missed it once and I was 40 something. But other than that, I went through my tickets today. Uh, my worst light was a 15, I believe, through the rest of the night. So, I mean, yeah, it, it was the performance was awesome. And, and it was kind of weird because early in the day, I I'd made two rounds in a row that where I had, you know, I, I took the stripe by like, you know, ninth hour less. And I don't usually drive the stripe, the stripe that well. So it was like man, everything seems to be rolling good this week, you know? So I thought it was, I thought everything was rolling good. Okay. So that put you into the points lead then. Yeah. Um, I, I seen that today and, um, I mean, you know, obviously I've said it all year that I I've, you know, I'll tell you one thing, this, this probably be the last year I do this point stuff because it is the most, um, you know, challenging thing to do with my job. And it doesn't really matter what kind of job you have. You, it really just wears you out. I mean, there's so many point races and it's just, you got to be committed to this every single weekend. I've missed one race this year, but other than that, I mean, this is, you know, a lot of people call it, um, you know, a participation award. And, and I agree with that because there's a lot of guys out there. I mean, both of you included, that if you guys ran it every single weekend, there would be some different names up there at the top. I mean, there would be a lot of different names. I mean, Andy Romine, Austin Romine, you know, Chad Isley. All them guys, if they ran it every single week and went for the points, I think it would be a different outcome. But, yeah, I mean, I'm up there right now. And the goal is to, you know, I want to represent Race of Champions at Bracket Finals. I've never done it, and it's always been my goal. So, right now, we'll, you know, I'm up there. and We'll, we'll, we'll see how it plays out over the next couple of weeks. It's funny you say that, Rusty. Uh, me and my wife was just going over the points 
uh, last night, and we done the math. If I would be at every race, and I only and I never won around, just got three points all the way to the end. I would be sitting in sixth place right now. <laughs> I mean, that's if I never if I never won around, it just showed up to every race. So, uh, and that's a good thing to throw out there because a lot of people give up after a certain point. They don't feel like they have a chance because they're sitting in thirteenth right. place or fourteen. They might not, you know, that might keep them from coming to the track. And of course, we want people at the track. I mean, obviously. You, you know, you, you, especially you two, you guys live, what, 15 minutes away? I mean, you, you, we don't want to see the place go away. Um, oh, no. You know, it, it's one of the things that, you know, you're, I don't know, you're kind of torn whether you want it to have success or not. And, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, the guy that runs the place, whether or not he's the right guy for it. But, you know, he's stuck it out for 12 years. He's put a lot of work into it. I mean, everybody has their differences with Rod, but. Um, I, I don't want to see the place go away. And, and so definitely we want to see cars there. I mean, but yeah, I mean, that's crazy. I've never, that's a, that's a pretty cool thing to sit there and, and, and look at three points a week and you're in sixth place. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, he's been, he's definitely been making improvements. Uh, you mentioned, uh, on last week's show or maybe the week before that, uh, that Paul Hargis yeah. showed up there and I was talking to my dad and my dad told me that Paul had absolutely zero bad to say about the place really it's mode his car ran identical down both lanes and that's the probably the first time it's ever done that (laughs) yeah so uh, i haven't personally talked to paul but my dad uh my dad talks to him quite often he he relayed to me that uh he, he he was shocked and uh he He's very pleased with uh, what he what he uh, went through last weekend. Well, I'm I'm kind of glad that you you've got the chance to hear that because I don't know Paul Hargis personally, so it's kind of hard to hear the feedback. But I I really wondered about it. You know, it was his first time actually racing at Coles County in whatever however many years, eleven years. I know you made a comment. He showed up for the um, Zen race a couple years ago. Yeah, he was at the Ron Zen race, the very first one. I've noticed somebody said it's been 11 or 12 years. I know he was at the Ron Zen race, but it did rain out. Leafed out, didn't sure. it? I'm sure he, uh, <laughs> what did, what'd you say? Wasn't it leafed out? Is that the one that got canceled because the leaves were blowing? It could have got leafed out, but I know uh, when, <laughs> they done the, when they done the ceremony, Bob Paul drove uh, Ron Zen's car down. And when it got to the finish line, it absolutely unloaded and started pouring down rain. Oh wow! And then we uh, all we all drank Natty Light. Yep, out that's the cooler. That's Auburn. the race where it poured down rain, and then all of a sudden it stopped raining, and then the dew set in. It was just nothing but fog by six o'clock at night. Yep, you couldn't sure see a hundred foot in front of you, but there was plenty of beers to be drank. <laughs> yep, I went and uh, Ron Zinn's favorite beer was a. Uh, was uh, fatty natties, a little short natural light bottles, and I oh, bought about three cases of them, and there was none left. Huh. Wow! Sounds like a good time. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, I'll go ahead. I, I'm just he saying that's have... good that you know. I, 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 like I said, I'm glad that somebody had a chance to talk about you know Paul Hargis's experience there. So, I mean, obviously, I wasn't gonna get on here and and just lie and say, oh yeah, he had a great time. You know, I, I didn't know, but it's good for everybody else to hear that too. You know, there might be some people listening to this that ain't been there in a while, and you know, they hear yeah. that side of the story and like, well, maybe we can give it another shot. So, good, you know, good stuff. Everybody, you know, he had a problem with. You know, the owner, the first year he took it back, and 
you know. He, right. It's been 12 years, and here he is again, and he's probably going to come back. Yeah. But, uh, give it another shot, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> okay, Russ, uh, back to you, bud. The focus is on you, all right? <laughs> what is the funniest thing you've ever seen at the racetrack? Oh, Jesus. The funniest thing I've <laughs> <laughs> well, you know who this is going to be, who's going to be involved in this. It, this has got to be Tony Hill. I mean, regardless of any story you hear, it's Tony Hill, 100%. And there's multiple. Explain who Tony Hill is. Tony Hill is my uncle. They've called him Tempo Tony. They've called him Mustang Tony. They've called him every name in the book. T-Bird Tony. <laughs> He's raced about every vehicle he could ever get his hands on. Um, he's my dad's brother and he's won championships down there and he was a really good racer. I, I he mean, is a bad dude in a junk street car. <laughs> you damn right. He is. I mean, the guy can oh wheel about anything. I mean, I remember you took an old uh, old 88, uh, to an all run race one time and was talking to my dad and my dad's like, you realize what all run is, right? And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, that's going to be everything like dragsters. And he's like, Really? And he gets there, drives all the way there, and gets it in the final and has to race a four-second dragster. And I think he's dialed like 11-something and smoking all the way down the track. And, and oh, my God. But, yeah, Tony Hill, the, the, the deal with him is he he was hardcore into like camping out at the track. Like, people don't do this anymore. But he would set up a tent. He would bring a grill, he'd bring cooler, he'd bring all his food, and he would just literally camp out the, the, the hard way. I mean, he would rough it. And, rough it. And there was, the deal was when he would go to sleep, everybody, me, Josh, Chase, Robbie, Easton, I mean, Bubba me. Long, you, everybody <laughs> that was out there would think of something to do to mess with him. So probably two of my favorite and probably two of the funniest was – the year that Josh Chase put a bunch of duct tape underneath his frying pan. And <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, uh, Tone's, you know, he's getting out his little uh, gas grill. He's putting the, the frying pan on the grill and he, you know, puts a little olive oil in there, starts it up and he's, you know, letting it heat up and everything. He turns around to get the eggs and bacon and stuff out of the cooler and he's digging through the cooler and, and he turns around and the thing is blazing five foot flames. <laughs> There's smoke just completely barreling out of this pan and he's throwing the eggs and the bacon and kicking his cooler over, trying to get to it. And he's cussing. He's like, what the hell is wrong with this son of a bitch? And he's, throwing it on the ground and stomping on it and trying to figure and oh my god everybody who knew about it too and was just waiting for him to get up that morning and cook breakfast so that was probably one of the funniest but there was another time somebody went and knocked his tent down um while he was sleeping in it and he, that one really pissed him off he was not happy about that but the thing that made it all better was the guy that knocked it down went over there to try to offer to help him put it back up and the guy was completely buck naked. I mean, completely buck naked. And <laughs> and and Tony oh, runs he, Tony runs him off before he ever gets up to him. You mother ever me? You know he's going off and 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 chasing the guy. And the guy takes off running. And the next morning, I said he's going on. He's like, some son of a bitch knocked my tent down last night. And I said. Oh, I heard he was naked. He goes, well, I thought that son of a bitch looked naked. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, definitely two of my favorite memories and probably the funniest things I've seen down there. 
can I add one to that? Go. Oh yeah, for sure. He he went to sleep in his. Uh, I think it was a white Mustang. Was that what he used to race? Well, yeah, yeah. He went. Is this the Saran Wrap story? And they Saran Wrap the was, whole car. Yeah. That was his truck. Yeah, he slept and in his truck. It was about a hundred and ten degrees outside. <laughs> I remember watching him cut, get out of and it. And he cut he cut a little section in the saran wrap so he could stick a cigarette out the window. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember watching him slide out of it the next oh my god, it looked like uh, an Ethiopian kid trying to squeeze out of a, like a trap box I, or something. And I will say this, I unzipped the tent to allow Bubba Long ride his scooter through it one night. Oh yeah, I heard that. Oh yeah, I remember that one too. Yeah. Oh man, there's there was some good times down there with Tony Hill. I would love to get Tony Hill on this podcast. That would be a blast. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. But that's definitely so, uh, top top moments for me for funniest. So when did the racing bug bite you? When 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 was your I guess when did you know you became hooked? on drag racing i would say um as a kid i I never got the opportunity to race a junior dragster and i wanted to so bad you know today's world like you see a practice tree or somebody that's got a little you know eliminator practice tree or whatever and it's not that big of a deal to people it's just like yeah whatever but to me when i was a kid anybody that had one of those i was so addicted to them because I didn't get to do any of that kind of stuff. I didn't, you know, I was just down there watching my dad race and I was cheering for him, obviously. But, you know, I, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago with the Robbie Easton deal and how he kind of really introduced me to that little click that they all ran it around together. And it kind of put me around that atmosphere more. And I started to have friends down there and, and learned a little bit more by listening to them guys talk about how they were doing or what they were doing differently or on the racetrack. And, you know, I kept bugging my dad. I wanted a junior dragster and he, he made a deal with me the year that they gave out the dragster, the only year they ever did that for the pro championship, they gave out a full dragster and it was my dad and Todd Stillwell battling it out for that. And Todd Stillwell ended up winning it by a couple points. But, you know, dad didn't want a dragster. And he said, if I win that, I'll sell it and I'll build you a junior dragster. So, you know, obviously I hate Todd Stillwell, but <laughs> no, I, uh, <laughs> I I didn't get the junior. But I, I knew I just, you know, as a kid, you watch it and you don't understand it that well. So when you see your dad lose, you're thinking, well, you should have done this. And, and you're trying to, you know, you know, tell him how to race. And he's just rolling his eyes like, yeah, well, whatever. You'll see one day. And the very first time I went racing was in his 1976 or something, 78, um, quad cab, uh, Ford Dooley pickup truck, or no, it wasn't a Dooley. It was a Ford pickup truck, 1978, I think had a 460 in it and it had ladder racks on it. So I took it down to the racetrack, me and him couldn't get it to hook up, but I had a blast and, and I wanted to, you know, obviously I, I didn't, you know, have anything I could compete in, but it wasn't very long and, and he put me in his you know the 75 dodge dart back when it run like 880s and and i was hooked I, I i mean to this day i took a little bit of a break but it's right now i'm into it more than i think i've ever been into it you just gave me a dream i think <laughs> when i'm old enough to have a kid i'm gonna get a truck with a ladder rack and throw a junior dragster on top of it <laughs> i have a dream <laughs> I have that's, a, that's a good dream i mean that might be rough getting a junior up there but <laughs> i tell you right. what it was i was everybody was looking like what 
the hell is that? You know, and I'll tell you what, that truck was fast. It was really, it, it had a top end speed like no other. There wasn't too many kids in school that could outrun me on the highway, but it taken off. It was a pig. I mean, but big old 460, I mean, that thing would scoot. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of at a loss for questions. I, I mean, I, I usually, I can usually uh, rip them out, but I'm just having to coffee off of Blake tonight. <laughs> Trust me, man. I know <laughs> this is not an easy, this is not an easy deal. I, every time I decide who I'm going to interview, I got to sit down and I really got to make out a list of everything that we can discuss. I actually forgot we was going to do this until you texted me like quarter to eight. <laughs> Okay, Uh, if you could have any race car combination in the world, what what is your idea of the perfect bracket car? Oh, boy. Uh, Just call call Lucas Walker and tell him to send me his car, and that'd probably be the one. Uh, I noticed you wanted to buy that black one. Yeah, I did. I tell you what, man. Probably 20 runs in that car, but that was a nice car uh yeah i i I, you know just about everything lucas builds is just bad to the bone but i really like that notchback that he's got and i just i i've always wanted something small something you know that uh you can really judge the stripe in i mean look i you know you know the deal fisher You're, you're running a big long wagon and blake you're gonna be running one soon but Bigger cars, you know, it's a lot different when you're sitting in a like an S10. You're almost like you're in a fishbowl. I mean, you could see everything around you and everything. You're just up close and that's, personal to the race, and and that's, that's kind of what I've always wanted. That. What's that? The only the only reason I bought that Mustang is because I raced Travis Boost car, and I said this thing is literally a giant fish tank. You can see everything. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. A little trivia question. This. The center of my front wheel to the center of my driver's seat is exactly where a where like Romine's S10 is. Really? Wow. Yeah, and the brown car is exactly the same. Hmm. No kidding. Yeah, I mean, so so I sit so far forward in there, and the front wheel, right? Front wheel is uh, it's about the same area. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that's. <laughs> that's probably i mean i would off i would take a ford ranger like you know souped up built into a drag truck or something like you know an andy romine's s10 style but i mean for if you had if i had to choose right now I, I mean i just if if somebody told me i could have any car in the world right now i'd just go knock on luke's door <laughs> so hey you know what somebody did that a while back and he sold the black one yeah i heard i did hear about that i heard it cost a pretty penny but yeah that's yeah. So I know, but I don't know. We'll just go there. <laughs> well, <laughs> so that's your favorite car. What was the first car you bracket raced in? Your first drag car. The first drag car, like pure drag car, was the the dad, my dad's Dart. Um, obviously, that was back. You know, he he raced it in the '90s, um, and then just kind of gave up racing for a while. Uh, did the whole camping thing for probably I don't know ten years and let me kind of take it over and and you know it ran about 880s and i i would double class i'd run pro and sportsman and you know i had i had some moments in that car and there were several times that i i probably had a chance you know that that you know possibly win a points championship and i just i i I choked at the end or you know something came up but i i was competitive in that car but 
you know, things started changing. I mean, evolving in, in the racing world. And, and you guys know this. It's There's a lot of tricks. Um, a lot of people have found out that racing, you know, the faster cars, you know, building a faster car, it's a little easier to judge or it's, you know, there's advantages to it. But there's also advantages to having a slower car because it's just as hard for them guys coming up on you that are 20 mile an hour faster than you. It's just as hard for them to judge that. But, um, you know, that that car it just kind of got a little outdated and needed a lot of work. So we ended up parking that car and, and, you know, dad decided he was going to get back into the sport. Um, and then, then I had a 67 Mustang that I kind of, you know, took over for a while for racing, you know, for Larry Warner and he wanted to sell the car and I bought that. And that was my first, uh, bracket car that I owned. So the first, first car I really raced was dad's dart. And, and obviously it's way different now, but, uh, then the first one I owned was the 67 Mustang. How many cars have you driven? Honestly, not a lot. I have drove the white dart. I have drove uh, the 67 Mustang, and I've drove the Roadrunner. That's all. That's honestly all I've ever drove. Never drove a street car down the drag strip. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I I lied. I have, I have, I had a 96 Mustang GT that I raced um, in sportsman class for a while. Yeah, I really yeah, haven't been in a lot of cars. You know, I, there's a lot of people that it will that I'll ask people to run their car, or um, oh, yeah. and, and I just I've never, I don't know. I guess I just can't do that. I, I've never actually asked somebody, and I wouldn't to this day. If my car broke this week and I had a chance to win the championship the following week, I I wouldn't go ask somebody. If somebody offered, you know, I would maybe consider it. I I know my car broke over at us 41 this or this year at the 10 the 10 k's and you know there were several people that offered their car kelly dom offered to let me race her car um you know david lyons offered to let me my dad you know i jumped in my dad's car i'd been in it before so i was comfortable with that and that's the one i went with so what i guess what year did you start racing i would say i was about 17 years old in high school when I really got into it serious. Um, and then by, you know, by, you know, by my senior year, I thought I was just, you know, the shit, you know, you're a high school kid and you're, you know, got a race car that you go race every weekend. Um, so yeah, I'd go to school thinking that I was just, you know, the, the man, but yeah, 2006 or 2005 was probably my first, like all out full year, uh, 2004, uh, was probably when I kind of did it a little bit, got into it and, and started racing. I didn't do it all year, but you know, and then 2005 was a full year. Uh, ultimate goal in racing. Uh, let's say, you no, know, as small as like winning a Wally or driving a top fuel car, or I think I know that's not the ultimate goal. Uh, <laughs> big check. Wally's Iron Man, uh, beating your dad in the final, winning a track championship. Uh, what is Rusty Hill's goal that he has yet to achieve in bracket racing? I think that I think the ultimate goal for me, um, the ultimate dream would be to probably go win a big race, like a big, big race. I mean, 30 grand or more. I mean, to me, I, I I can go without the whole NHRA Division Three championship, and honestly, you know, I've discussed this with a few people that you know I'm going to go to bracket finals this year. I'm not the biggest fan of that race, and I know that most people know that that I've talked to that 
I, I just, I'm not, and you know, that track, that race has never been that good to me. <laughs> I mean, I've never really had much success there. So that might be why I don't like it as much, but, <laughs> uh, I've just never been a big fan of that race. It, the payout is not great. It's, you know, and I, I know it's a big deal to some people, especially people that are really into NHRA. Uh, to me, it's just not that I think it would be cooler to, you know, when, you know, go to win a world footbreak challenge or something along those lines where you've got probably the best bracket racers in the world there. I mean, bracket finals has got, you know, obviously it's got a lot of good ones, but it's got a lot of bad ones too. So, I mean, you know, and it's, it's, It's I'm not saying it's easy to go win the bracket finals. I will not say that at all. I, I obviously don't do good over there, but to me, I think the ultimate goal would be to win a big one, like the world footbreak challenge. Yeah, back when I first started racing the bracket finals in the late 80s, it was, you know, there wasn't big money bracket racing. The baddest of the bad was there. And I mean, it's now it's like, I mean, just take our track for instance. Right. You got to get, you got to get down to like 35th place in each class to, to feel the Fill team. The team. I mean, yeah, you're right. The top 10 don't go, you know, Jason McConnell, Andy Rowling. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the badasses don't go to the bracket finals anymore. I right. mean, and it's just, it's just not. I mean, it's a cool race. I'd love to win it. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'd love to win it myself. But, yeah, I mean. The track points reminds me a lot of high school sports. There's more yeah. talent walking the halls than there is on the field. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's a good analogy. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I know. Track me of. Right. Because there's more talent sitting at home or going to other places than showing up to the weekly bracket program. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So, let me let me piggyback off of that. You said you're not a big NHRA guy, which I know that. So for those that don't know, two years ago probably Rusty didn't know a single pro NHRA driver. I'm talking top fuel any of that stuff. He didn't know a single one. I literally did not. He, he knows who Dak Prescott is, though. <laughs> knows who Dak Prescott is. I, I know John win. Force was one of them. That's the only yep. name I really know. And and honestly, if you ask me today, and I've told multiple people this, the only ones I really know now are Leah Pruitt, um, the Ender Girls, just because I watched the not movie even, when I was in high school. not even Leah Pruitt, <laughs> so you don't even Leah, know her. Leah Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I, I know the also, the Force Girls. I know the women. That's about the only ones I know, and there's an obvious <laughs> reason for that. <laughs> so there's so uh, if you can't tell, Rusty doesn't like watching racing that much. Oh. As far as NHRA goes, he has never been to a national event. Never, not one time. Wow. We get a GoFundMe page or something going to get to, go to a new national event. I tell Not you what. Nice, but it's needs, a good time. He needs a nitro buzz. Well, you know, there was a, a big deal back in the day that was a big reason I would never go to that race was because that's also the same weekend that they had the World 100 every year at Eldora, the big late model stuff. And 
you know, I'm way more of a fan of that stuff. Yeah, I know. That's where you watch your dog (laughs) run around the tree a couple times, tie him to a tree and watch him run circles. No, I, uh, I was a big fan of dirt track racing and I still am. If, if, if I hit the lottery and was, you know, if I would have hit the mega millions, I probably would have just bought a late model and, and went, you know, dirt racing. But, uh, I don't know. I've never been to a big race like that. And I mean, obviously I'll go one of these days. I think I'll wait till my kid's just a little bit older and take him. But, uh, yeah, honestly, I've never even sat down and watched a full race on TV neither. I mean, not a, not an NHR race. Honestly, I don't really watch motor mania a lot either bracket racing. If I don't know somebody that's there racing, I just really don't have that much interest. I mean, it drives me nuts because I want to be there. So it's just like, if I watch it, it just gives me the itch and it makes me, you know, pissed off that I'm not there doing it. And I just, I don't really have any interest in listening to what kind of packages people lay down. As as you can tell, it's not a spectator sport. (laughs) No, it's not. I mean, to some people it is. I know I could, I've been over to multiple people's houses. You know, I was over at Corey Butler's this winter getting my car and they had the race that was going on in either Louisville or um, not Louisville, but uh, Louisiana or Florida or somewhere. And they were just sitting in the garage watching that. And I'm, and they were into it. Like, and I'm just like, man, I just couldn't, I don't think I could do it. I mean, if I had a bunch of buddies over drinking and, and, you know, having fun and, and it was on the TV, then yeah, maybe. But as far as just sitting there by myself, I'm not that interested in it. I mean, <laughs> so, uh, so if you don't know anybody or have any NHRA favorites, who are some of the racing people that you look up to? Oh, wow. Um, you know, obviously, I mean, obviously my dad's number one, but, you know. And he should be. Yeah, and, and you know, but I, I'll always, um, forever in my heart, have a place for Robbie Easton and the way that he just kind of took me under his wing when I was just a little kid. I mean, Robbie's five years older than me, and I was a little, I mean, probably eight years old didn't know a single person and I was kind of shy and I didn't go around talking to people and he just, he, he introduced himself and, and, you know, I, I always rooted for him, you know, when I, when he was in a junior dragster. Um, and, and I've got a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people that I have a lot of respect for down at the track, not, not just look up to, but a lot of respect. And, and, you know, there's guys like Andy Romine that, you know, the, the guy will literally just go and do anything for me or my dad. And, I mean, you wouldn't believe how many hours he spent on my car alone. I mean, a lot of people think that my dad built that car, but man, Andy Romine had a lot to do with putting that car together. Um, he so we got a hundred hours in my car. Oh, I know it. And the guy is just, and you know, really I've never taken it there to him. <laughs> yeah. The, the guy is <laughs> just one of them guys. He, he's hard to not like, and, and, you know, he's, um, he's obviously he's a good racer and everything, but, uh, you know, he's just one of them kind of guys that, you know, me and you or anybody else could sit and listen to him talk about racing or just life in general oh, for yeah. hours. I mean, the guy's just got a way of talking. So yeah, them, some of the ones that I, I, you know, I look up to and I, I try to, you know, um, take after as far as, you know, how Andy races and how his attitude is towards racing. He's probably got one of the best, you know, mental preparations and, and, you know, the way he goes about racing is probably just as good as anybody as far as how he prepares himself mentally. And then it's just, as far as my dad goes, he's, he's always going to be the, you know, the number one guy, you know, as far as looking up to. Good. Yep. I think that's probably where a lot of people who race get their start is off their dad. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I did. There's three of them right here in this phone call. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy that, you know, I, I, I really feel privileged and I, I feel pretty lucky that, you know, and honestly, I, I tell people, the, I tell people this all the time, really the, you know, I, I grew up my whole life as a teenager and through my twenties, I said, I never wanted to have kids. I, I just did not want to do it. I was too selfish. I didn't want to spend my money on somebody else. I was, you know, I didn't want to give up the stuff that I did for fun for somebody else. I was, I was, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't lie about it. I was just literally just too selfish to have my own, you know, kid. And honestly, the, the, really the deal that changed my mind on that whole scenario was when we got this road runner put together and me and my dad started racing down there every single weekend and just how much fun I had and, and hanging out with him. And, you know, me and my dad talk almost every day on the phone for hours. And, and, you know, you, you people stop to think, you know, my, my old lady asked me all the time, what the hell do you guys talk about every single day for hours? It's like, I don't know, That's but I wife. can do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I can wife, do it. Not your old lady. <laughs> no, fiance. She, she's not, we're not married yet. <laughs> uh, I, I bought that ring to buy myself a couple more years. No. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I just feel like that's, you know, I had that moment with my dad that where I have so much fun going down. If I went down there by myself, I just don't think I'd have as much fun. I, I really me and him racing together and, you know, talking about the, you know, the way the race laid out his, the way his race laid out or mine, the way it played out and, and just bouncing stuff off each other and talking and, that really did it for me. I was like, man, I really want to have that moment with my own kid. I want to be able to, you know, do that for my own kid. And that's really what kind of made me the final decision on whether I wanted to have kids or not. I'm kind of jealous of you, Russ. Uh, You've got to race your dad in the final, correct? Yeah. This year, it was actually this year. My dad, my dad raced for, uh, let's see, for quite a while. And we raced together for probably 10 or 12 years, and we never got to race in the final. And, uh, you know, my dad, little known fact, he has never won a race. Never won a race. He's won rounds. He right, yeah, never, right. No, but just never won a class. He's runnered up like two times. No and kidding. He was in, and he's been in it for years. You know, he never won a race. So just take that. And, you know, and take yet that. his, you know, your, your mom – didn't she, she or stepmom she won a championship didn't she yep she sure did yeah yeah i never knew that i didn't know i did not know carl would never won a race i know he'd been doing it a long time but that's yeah i tell you getting to a final i mean you know whether it be with your best friend or with your dad or your daughter or your son or whoever i mean you know it's one of the things i almost thought well you know could it ever happen it seemed like we had our opportunities but you know we'd actually had to race each other you know it, it takes a lot of you know things to line up just right for that to happen and and it happened this year and it, it was a lot of fun it was a definitely a race to remember i believe he was 007 or 008 and you know yep. it, it was a good race i was i think i was two total <laughs> and he was like i don't even know 10 total or no he broke out by two thou it was a hell of a race he was 008 or something and i was two total and it, it was one for the, the the memories for sure so is that your favorite memory from racing i tell you that probably it would be hard to you know compare the two but um it's either that one or the the 5k race that i won here and you know i i can't i it's awesome to win that race it's awesome to have the big check and and you know whatever but 
you know, looking on that day, there, there was a low car count. I guess if, I guess the way I say it is if, if anybody had a, a really good chance to win that 5k that, that week, that would have been the one to do. I mean, you didn't really, there wasn't the car count like you had at the very first ever double nickel. I mean, there was some hitters at that one. I mean, you'd feel a lot better about winning that one than you do winning the one that I won, but you know, shame on you, Russ. Shame on you. You still take seven rounds to win. And you still have <laughs> oh, to do I know. your job every time. You got to be very proud of yourself. The check cleared. You got the big check. It doesn't matter how many cars there was there. It was still five grand regardless of the car count. Yeah, I, I, I know. And, and you know, that's why I say I, I, it's awesome to have it. But, you know, looking back on it, it's just if I had to compare the two, um, that race or the one where I beat my dad in the final, I, I think I'm probably going to take the one over my dad. I mean, that was just an awesome deal for me. And, and you know, um, to be two total against I'll, I'll never be two total against him as long as i ever race probably i mean and and to do it in a final it was just pretty cool you tried to do it to me <laughs> no i didn't if you've seen how much stripe i took you know i didn't try to do you no know, two total well if i would have been any closer than 61 you might have had to run it out and go total. <laughs> yeah, yeah well you know it happens I, I tell you what i did the same thing the very following day i had a good week this weekend but i tell you i was awful sunday i mean i i was yeah. decent a couple times but you know i i did the exact same thing that you me and you talked about and I've done this before well, myself. I double clutched it. I, I just, I went to jerk my hand off. And I, and the way I did it was I knew I was catching the light coming on instead of wait. And so I just stopped, kind of stopped my arm and jerked it. And then when I let go, I'm like, I'm done. I, I didn't even matter. I thought, well, you know, th there's always that split second. You think maybe he was bad too, but I, and, uh, but I knew about a quarter of the way down the track. I was like, I'm not catching him. There's no well, there's way. There's a great chance I wasn't getting inside of what was your 12 total uh it was 001 and i think i was about yeah One about above, 16 huh? i was i was 16 above i think so it wasn't as you know it wasn't, yeah yeah i was toast <laughs> <laughs> it was I, I you know what me and you've raced into several finals but the one one yeah. of the i'll tell you 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 guys are asking me about a favorite memory this this was right up there with it and this is pretty cool deal my uh my back when i owned that 67 mustang uh, we were working all day to try to get that car ready, and and I we, gave you shit about not having an alternator. Every yeah, week. oh, every week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, my dad had just bought the seventy Roadrunner off of um, you know Patsy uh, Crabtree a couple like a week, you know, a week prior or yeah, a week prior, and we were working on my car and just something I don't remember what it was. We couldn't get it done. And my dad's like, well, hell, I mean, take, take the Roadrunner down there. And I'm like, that thing hasn't raced. That thing hasn't been down the track in like five years. Like it just got started for the first time in like four years. Like there's no way. And he's like, well, it's better than not having a race car, isn't it? I was like, well, I guess you got a point. So we loaded that car up. He had just bought it. It just literally had been started for the first time in like three years when he loaded the car up. Still had the tires on it from when they parked it, when Walt parked it. Took it down to Coles County, and oh man, I tell you what, the car was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I was ready to sell my car that minute, like that day. It, the car was that good, and I got into the final, and it was against Rob Fisher. I remember really? this. Yep, it was against you. And I don't remember. So we were both awful up front. <laughs> I think our lights were almost identical. I think we were forty-one. 
and I was like 42. I mean, it was almost identical reaction times. And I go down the track and the car did not hit second gear. Like the shifter must've been the, the linkage must've been, yep. I think the linkage was just out of touch just a little bit. So when I went to go hit second, it didn't shift. And I did not know this at the time I pulled off the track, you know, and I'm like, you know, I kind of had my head hung a little bit and, you know, Nikki Crabtree, it was like two 30 in the morning and Nikki Crabtree was still there and she was in tears and she was clapping and cheering me on, even though I just lost. And I, I, you know, I thought, you know, obviously, you, you know, she's seen her dad's old car down there in the final for the first time. It, it hasn't been at the track in six years or five years or whatever it was. And the first time it comes out, you know, we put it in the final. So it was probably an emotional. Well, I found out that next day that was the anniversary of Walt's death was that night. So you talk about goosebumps. Like I, I just, you know, it was one of them deals. That was a pretty, pretty awesome moment. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Walt holds a special place in my heart too. I mean, Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that guy was, I I didn't, I was kind of younger, but I remember I used to, you know, uh, go steal a couple diet root beers out of his cooler every now and then (laughs) dude would drink (laughs) the hell out of some diet a and W root beer. So do you guys have anything else for me or do you guys want to go into the game? I, you know uh, what, actually, before we do that, I, I want to get your guys' opinion on something. Fisher, okay. you, you were, you were down there this weekend and you know, this, it was hotter than hell. You know, Rod had some people call in and, and, you know, Christy had to go up there and announce and you decided, well, you know what, I'm going to go race. Why not? You know, it's only 15 minutes. I wasn't, wasn't going to go right. <laughs> I was going to take it easy. <laughs> how can you do that though man you just got it you know you, you got a car I, you're 15 minutes away from the track what the hell and i roll over there drag home some money that's right <laughs> I mean, but you've like seen LR. you've seen the car count and it's oh yeah it was not good this week and then it was i mean sunday was the worst i think i might have counted 12 cars in super pro uh, they might not yeah. have had much more than that, sportsman. I mean, there was nineteen pro. Yeah, I mean, what? what I don't get it. I I think you know, there's there's I obviously the weather. People don't want to race when it's hot. So, you know, <laughs> Rod's Rod's. You know, his thing is is I've got to do something or I can't pay the lease or I can't pay whatever you know for that month. And and so it's like yep. damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, he you know here's the deal. You can either open the place and lose money, or you can figure something else out that do that weekend, keep the place closed and don't lose money. You ain't going to make no money, but I just don't know what to, you know, what the guy should do. Honestly, if it's going to be 90 degrees out, do you cancel? Do you try to run? I mean, what, what do you, what are your guys' opinions on this? Because obviously we want to see the car counts up, but I don't know if it's probably down a little bit there was absolutely zero junior directors this weekend i yeah i'm sure that helps when you collect all the entry fees and pay out nothing because it's sponsored yeah and then you get you know all the parents all the payouts are sponsored and all the entry fees is 100 percent your profit i mean it's i mean it's pretty simple math i think yeah i mean because i think the winner and runner-up is loaded down with sponsors correct mm-hmm. so you know that's got to hurt the bottom line and uh you know when you bring in juniors you're also bringing in 
Kelly Dom, Eric Willenberg, you know, all these people that also have big cars. So yeah. those juniors kind of affected the car count this weekend. I mean, it's no secret. Right. Uh, or heat. I mean, I'm going to be dead honest with you. My, you know, I usually don't have many issues anymore. But uh, I went 427 to the half track every pass in both days. Oh, the the track was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Dively texted me this afternoon. He said, we've been kind of talking back and forth about air pressure in his car. He, it's no secret. He hasn't done very good there. And he told me he gets, you know, third or fourth round, blows the tires off. Well, this weekend, it didn't do that. He found himself in the semifinal and and then won on Sunday. Yeah, I was going to say, he got it, got it, and won the King of the Track weekend. Sunday. Yeah. He had a great weekend. So, uh, what I, what I draw from that is, you know, if your stuff ain't getting down the track, I mean, do like, you know, what you got to do. You just got to work on it. Yeah. You got to figure something out. You can't just expect the track to, you know, you can't expect them to do more to the track just for you. Um, you know, that's a big deal. And, and, you know, some people, and it's it's expensive. Yeah, for sure. I've spent a fortune on, you know, I've had five different sets of front shocks on my car. I've had, five different sets of back shocks on my car you can ask lucas i've tried every hoosier tire they make yeah it's all it's hit you know but i mean you can either do that or you can spend 120 dollars a week going out there getting the same result right yeah you can make your car work there it'll pretty well work everywhere for sure i agree with that and i thought this this week was really 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 good for as hot as it was you know, obviously yeah. they were running VHT this week, which is a little different it than what they've great. been used to. And it was it was killer. It was absolutely mm-hmm. killer. Um, you know, talking about working on stuff. And, and you know, I, I wouldn't be afraid to say to people out there that are having traction issues. I don't know what kind of tires you're running, but I, I feel like there's been some people that's having issues with some tires. Um, you know, ordering tires and, and not just getting a faulty set of tires. I know two people that it's happened to, and it's, it's a big long story, but, (laughs) um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you could try, but I don't know. I, I just, I looked at the car count this weekend. It was obviously depressing and, you know, it's just not as much fun when you, when you get there and you're looking around and the place is dead and you're like, man, this, you know, I was looking forward to, you know, catching up and talking to people and hanging out with people. And obviously the racing is more fun with more cars, but it's, it's, it seems to be, um, a broken record down there and when it's hot out nobody you know there's a lot of people that sit at home uh there's a lot of people that just won't come because of who you know runs the track and you know we get it um yeah there's good there's a couple good races around me yeah right Uh, you know where you know you can you can you can ask where people where this guy is or where that guy is but you don't know what everybody's got going on you know maybe they had you know football practice for kids or Mm -hmm. you know I know there's people have birthday party. You know, there's people, you know, they got, you know, you can't really. But not 50 people have something going on the same day. I think all that leads me to my biggest thing with the car count is I just feel like with having as many points races as there is, the whole people don't think they have a shot at the points. And the other thing is whenever you have that many points races, I feel like it waters it down. Yeah. don't feel the need i can tell you i can tell you right now that if i wasn't in contention to win that 
to win the, you know, I think what, if I just got myself locked into like, you know, eighth place or something and knew I didn't have a shot of winning the race of champions, I probably would have taken a couple weeks off this year because like I said, you know, it, it really wears you down when you're down there every single weekend. And then there's so many double weekends. I mean, you know, for there's me, so and you, many good races you got to miss. To oh, go for sure. For yeah. I mean, I mean, you're right. I mean, it's like, you know, and the, and the thing is, is like equipment costs money. Mm-hmm. Fuel yeah. costs money. I mean, like a barrel of fuel now is re- is, is reaching two hundred dollars right. if it's not already. It depends on what deal you're getting and who you're getting it from. Right. But a barrel barrel of fuel, if you're going any rounds at all, like Rusty or maybe, you know maybe myself, a barrel of fuel lasts me two weeks, two and a half weeks. Oh yeah, that's a yep. I mean, double days. I mean, if you and if you don't, and then you get to the final, and then. You know, like me and Rusty, we're buddies. We we chopped it up three hundred. You know, five fifty, four fifty. Mm-hmm. Well, four fifty, two hundred of that's going to buy another drum of fuel. So I got two hundred dollars to maintain the you know the car. So right, you know, and when when you go seven rounds at a at a well, you can go three rounds at a five grander and almost get that. Oh, I know. Yeah, and but I, but you know, I mean, it's it's, just, it's it, but missed... it costs more money to enter, so it's six to one half a dozen of the other. But but. You know, you're going to look up, like you yourself, you're going to look at your car at the end of the year. And you're, you're, you know, you've put two transmissions in it. You, you're going to wear your motor out. Mm-hmm. And you're going to look at your bottom line. Hey, I won $4,800. Right. And, and you, you know, know I won 10 races. He's got it broke into tears. <laughs> and, and we didn't, we, we only missed, we missed the, you know, an extra $400 by two cars. Um, so, I mean, yeah. if, if, the, if people were to show up, I mean, the money is there if they're, you know, if they, it's a thousand dollars to win pro that. class. If you've got 27 cars, I mean, that's I pretty good. Told you, let's, I almost told you, let's go, let's go give them 120 for by the, by those last two entries <laughs> yeah, and, and, no and then pay them up. Yeah, no well, doubt. You can do that. That would have been Just smart. I mean, two entries, just don't, in, don't drive a car up there. There's 32, there's, you know, 28 entries. Right. You can do that. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, yeah, I, I, it's, you know, like I said, if you get the cars, the money's there, but it's yeah, just yeah. getting them there. There's a, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, that, that's been in question this year. And I think a lot of it, you know, started with the traction issues and might've run some people off. And then, you know, the whole renegade situation, but you know, it's been hot the last couple of weeks. And it's like, you know, like I said, damned if you do, damned if you don't, you want to race, but I know there's a lot of people sitting at home because of the heat. Uh, I, I know for a fact that, you know, um, Jason McConnell was one of them a couple of weeks ago. You know, he, I talked to him personally and he was like, yeah, it's just, just, I wasn't going to come out here for the, you know, it's just too yeah. hot. And, and, you know, I like when McConnell's down there. I like when them guys are down there and it just, it, it, it adds an extra, you know, competitiveness when you got guys like that and, you know, at the track, but I don't know. There's a there's a lot of stuff that you know. You're on the committee um, that that's supposed to be for improving the track. Do you guys meet very often? Uh, we don't meet. We met the other day in the saving lane for. Uh... Yeah, oh I heard him call everybody up there. I'm, I'm assuming that might have been traction issues. Was that the case? Uh, no, it wasn't. It was a, a, a car left or a 
car did not leave it and the light just turned LB3A. Oh, okay. I had heard somebody so, say something about traction and I thought, man, I track seems killer this week. So <laughs> I wasn't sure. Yeah, I don't know that it was traction. I'm and I did I seen a couple cars. There was a couple cars that couldn't get down the track or blew the tires off here and there, but I mean right. seems like the same cars every every week having, you know, the same issue, so Yeah. You know. But I mean they're they're cars that run six twenty. You never see them like do anything different. You never see them like unhook the secondary, take power right. out, try to make it run seven twenty. <laughs> you know, they're they're just there every week running six twenties, blowing the tires off. If they can make one like, good I pass, could, they're happy. <laughs> I could never do that. Absolutely, I couldn't. I could never have fun I mean, doing I'll, that. I'll dial I'll dial seven eighty nine if I have to. You know, but it's going <laughs> right. to go seven eighty nine. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, but anyway, you guys, um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we're just pretty much wrapped up here with the uh, interview. Unless there's any other circled question that you have that you absolutely wanted to ask that you didn't get a chance to, now's your chance. If not, we're gonna play the pick a winner, be a winner. You gonna ask that last question, Blake? I can ask. I'll, I can do like a rapid fire. Oh boy, I'm, I'm down for that. Here's your rapid fire. I'll, <laughs> I'll be ready. I'm ready. What's your favorite food? Italian. Anything Italian. Okay. Ready, ready for the second one? Who are you scared to race? Uh, I used to be. I used to be like that, but not anymore. Um, you know, I've. You know, On there the was play. a comment. There was a comment made this week about who I'd have to race if I went up there um, in the semifinals, and I was literally just. I don't give a. Sh- you know, I don't care it doesn't matter to me and i used to be intimidated by people when i was younger or you know just even a couple years ago but i've gotten to my head that i'm not racing somebody i'm racing myself you race yourself that's, that's right exactly yep. right yeah great answer if you were an animal what would you want to be <laughs> wow an animal i guess uh an eagle i want to fly <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> if you if you identify as a female, who do you think's the best looking man in the country? Oh my god. Wow. If I I can't answer that. I don't know. Rusty Hill, I guess. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, All right. What's your favorite racetrack that I've ever that been, you've ever seen? That I've ever seen. I'm going to have to go with Gateway. I really like that place. I've not been to a lot of tracks, but that is one What's of them. What's the place you want to go to? I'd love to go to Bristol. That's a good answer. Yeah. Mountain Dew or Coca-Cola? Uh, Coca-Cola. Okay. Yep. That'll do it. <laughs> hey, I, I tell Good you what, one. you really threw me for a loop on the the female question. I really did not <laughs> answer that. I'm like, well, if I do answer this, I'm going to sound like a little, you know, kind of little gay. But if, I... <laughs> if you say if you say Tom Cruise, you know, I don't <laughs> yeah, it don't matter your answer. <laughs> hey, I'm just glad he didn't say one of us, Blake. Uh, well, yeah, I'm comfortable. I would have known it was a compliment. I know I look good. Some people just don't think so. Oh, I'm here. I'm with you. 
<laughs> All right, y'all. I uh, I explained this a little bit ago. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> All right. Hello. We're going to do the pick a winner, be a winner. And I explained a little bit of this to you guys uh, earlier. I and for all the listeners, we've we've changed this up. You know, this has got not gotten hit. We've done eleven episodes of the podcast. This will be the twelfth, the very first one. We didn't do the game, but so it, this has been an ongoing deal for over ten weeks, and nobody's hit it. Um, and I'm gonna try to start making this a little bit easier or a little bit closer to hit. We're getting two opportunities, and here's what's gonna happen: if one of you guys hit it on Saturday, which we've already discussed, Blake's taking Saturday. Uh, Rob's taking Sunday. If Blake hits it Saturday and then, you know, Fisher's guy hits it on Sunday, I'm paying both of you and I'm doing, I'm just going to pay double. So the way it's going to work wow. this weekend, yeah, the way it's going to work this weekend is it's going to be four drivers out of each class, but each class has a wild card in it. So if the wild card is drawn at any point, you can choose the wild card. And you can pick any person you want. If you want Andy Romine because he's not in the top four, or you want yourself, Rob Fisher, because you're not in the top four, or whoever, Austin Romine, you can take whoever you want in any class that you want, and that's going to be your pick. So since Blake's taken Saturday, I will start out with Blake first. And I've got all five chips, and we're going to go, let's see which one, Jay Billings. This is Super Pro. So... I've got Super Pro in the bowl. I'm going to shake these up. All right. And it's going to be Bob Paul. So Bob Paul for Super Pro. I'm going to get these chips out and set them to the side. We're going to go Sportsman. All right. Chips are in here. Sportsman is going to be. It's the wild card. So we got a wild card for sportsmen or well, any class. So you can take anybody you want. All right, now we're gonna go, uh, let's see, pro. Okay, pro class, here we go. If I draw a wild and pro, I'll just take it out and pull another car. Pull another driver. And it's gonna be Jim Treat. So you can either take Bob Paul and Super Pro, Jim Treat in pro class or you can take anybody in any class that you want and this is to win the what it's going to be 75 dollars to you and 75 dollars to the person that actually gets it done and gets you the win so if you take whoever you take if that person wins this weekend then you are getting 75 bucks and they're getting 75 bucks and Saturday is the Terry Luckfield Memorial, right? Correct. Okay. So I got to pick the top, whatever. And you can, you, you've got a wild. You can take anybody you want. Yep. All right. I'm going to do, give me Austin Romine and Pro. Austin Romine and Pro. All right. Hold on a second. Austin and Pro. Got it. All right, Fisher. You ready? Okay. I'm ready, bud. We just went... Okay, let me get these separated How many again. Cars, how 
how many cards are going to be there Sunday? Oh, man, on Sunday. Here, let's, let's take a bet. Let's do oh, a dollar yeah, a piece on the gentleman's bet. <laughs> you know all three of us will bet on whatever gumball color comes out, so you bet. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say total cars on Sunday or total entries, I guess. And we're just counting pro, super pro, and sportsman, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say there's 43 entries total. Forty-three entries. What's what's what are you saying, Fisher? Oh, uh, let's see. Twenty, fifteen, fifteen equals fifty. I'm gonna say fifty total. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you never know. 50. And if I hey, the best part of it is if I look up there and I'm like, oh hell, I'm just gonna withdraw. I'm closing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say um, on Sunday. I'm gonna say we got 27 pro, 26 pro, uh, 15. I'm gonna say that we get 58 entries on 58. Sunday. I'm thinking that the weather's going to be nice, and there's going to be a few that maybe camp out this weekend. You're right. The the weather will be nice. And, you know, maybe the Weavers will show back up. Uh, You know what? I talked to the Weavers today, and uh, that's not going to (laughs) happen. I tried to get them there. I, I, I really did try to talk Sarah into coming, and she's just, I don't know. She's she's not a fan of Coles County Dragway anymore, and she's got her reasons. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't hold anything against her for that. I, I like when they're there. We have a good time. Her and my old lady are, you know, pretty good friends, and they have a good time. And I think they'll be there uh, the following weekend, and, and I'm going to do something pretty neat that weekend. Uh, we'll see how it works out, but... I'd like to set up all the podcast stuff and put out four microphones and four headphones and set a table up That's after awesome. the races and just let everybody get a couple of drinks in them and have an uncensored show. I thought, I don't know what to call it. I, th- I thought about doing like uh, live, live in lane five or something. <laughs> no, I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> the, round, the round table. The round table. That'd be good. Although the table is probably going to be square if I set it up, but... <laughs> Um, Good old lane five. <laughs> live in lane five. That's like when you go live in the pits with the rain man, there's a lot of times when you're actually not in the pits and you're in the, the staging lanes. And then I always want to comment and say, this is live in lane five, but <laughs> with yeah. the rain man. Yeah, we'll right. get to what lane five means next week. Oh yeah, for sure. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> All right. We're going to start you out with sportsman class. I've got the chips in here. I'm going to shake them up. <clears throat> Let me have it. All right, I'm picking one out right now. It is Katrina Murphy. So you got Katrina Murphy and Sportsman. (laughs) All right, Super Pro coming up. Let me make sure to write all these right in. All right, here we go. Super Pro. Got our chip, and it is. It's the Wild. I don't even know if I need to pull a chip for Pro, but I will. Wild card on Sunday's gonna. Ugh. 
right. Pro class coming at you. Like I said, I don't even know if I need to pull this, but because you're going to take who you want now, but I'm going to throw you. Wow. You got two wilds. So, there you go. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't make a rule for that. how he likes in the rule. <laughs> uh, okay. You don't get two chances. I'm no. gonna use my use my process of elimination, and I'm gonna go with. Let's see, the class that will be the lightest, and I'm going to go with a person that I am almost guarantee will be there. So that is my reasoning for picking Denny Cat to win Super Pro. Denny Katz. Man, I'll tell you what. Because he was on fire last yeah, week. Yeah, he was. <laughs> probably going to be in maybe the lightest class. So I'm going to increase my odds of taking Denny Katz. You know, only thing I know about the, de- the deal with Denny is it's getting to that point where I think Corey Butler wants to win the bracket final points. And I think it might to be to that point where he might start chasing Denny up. I don't, I think he's tried a couple times. I don't know um, that to be true a hundred percent, but that's the only yeah. thing that would scare me about Denny cats. But, uh, and, and you know what? Denny's had Corey's number uh, a couple times this year. And Denny has been, like you said, he has been on fire. Um, yeah. and, and it's just like double O. I mean, he was, I think he was in the final a couple of weeks ago, uh, or if if he wasn't, he might have won. I don't even remember, but he was he was down there um, in the late rounds. Um, so I, yeah, he's he's been on a tear this year. He's having a really good year. He's earned every bit of it for sure. All right, so I got uh, Blake Cooper down for Austin Romine in pro on Saturday. You know what? It's a big money race, and Austin seems to really do well. It Austin's kind of struggled a little bit. Uh, took his car home this weekend and came back with his dad's. Um, I think that might be because of traction issues, but, um, you know, he's, 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 uh, struggling a little bit and he's going through one of them slumps, but when there's money on the line, I'm usually going to take Austin Romine cause he's pretty tough, but, uh, Fisher has got Danny Katz super pro. If Austin Romine wins on Saturday, you donate the money or whatever to, whatever everyone else has donated to it so far everybody's What's donated to bracket finals um they sure. are right now i know that they were about 600 to 700 light of being able to pay for the bracket finals uh for everybody to go now of course we've got this weekend and next weekend to go and then uh you know five bugle barbecue uh is gonna let Susie run the trailer all weekend one of these weekends and every proceed is going to go towards the bracket final. So we is might have including, enough. Including the 50-50 and all that? Stuff? I believe so. Yep. Every, okay. Yep. Everything right now, she's there. You know, it's it's really, it's hard to believe that that they're short. I, I know it costs like $2,800, $2,900 to pay for everybody to go and or something along those lines. 32 times 50. Yeah. $50. And, and it's, they've had... Um, they've had you know trouble getting the um, enough money raised to do this every year and yep. and you know a few people have stepped up um in in prior years and helped out but you know i don't know of anybody that's done it yet as far as um saying that they would just go ahead and cover the rest but 
Um, you know, it's going to be close and, and we've done a few things on the podcast, but yeah, uh, we appreciate that. So $75, if Blake wins, goes towards back. Austin Romine wins on Saturday. Austin I'll Romine. match the 75. Oh, wow. There you go. So that's $150. That's buck 50. Hey, yeah. I'll, hey, I'll go one better than that. It, well, I guess it won't be one better than that. I will, I will pay back a hundred. If I sweep the memorial races this weekend, if you sweep them, sweep them. I've won the Walt Crabtree and the Rob Easton. I oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Carries. I want the trifecta. There you go. So if I win. If I win, I will take. We'll just say I'll take two hundred dollars of that money and put it back. Okay, two hundred of the money if Rob Fisher sweeps the CCD memorial races. That's that's what I want to do. I got it written down. I'm going to hold you to it, man. And I know that Austin Romine is definitely due. (laughs) Man, man. he really is due. I (laughs) mean, he was on fire last year and he's going to catch fire again. It's just a matter of time. I think so. I think I raced him Saturday. I want to say that I raced him. Yes. I raced him Saturday. Um, I can't remember what he was. I was, I was really good. I think I was double O one against him, but the week before he was, you know, he's just, he's had a really, I, I think he's having a hard time adjusting to the uh, starting line, the way they switched over the, uh, the sensors and stuff. I, Cause I've seen him click at red a lot. Um, and yeah. you, you know, it is what it is. That's part of racing. You go through that. Everybody goes through it, but uh, he'll figure it out. I mean, like you said, he's oh, yeah. due. He's and once real. he does figure he's it out, real. watch out because the dude is, you know, he's just as good as anybody down there. I mean, um, but yeah, he's definitely due for a win. Yes, he is. Well, listen, guys, this was a lot of fun. I, I really, um, this was something different. I mean, we just sat here uh, for an hour and 10 minutes, and every bit of it was uh, just as fun as I imagined and pretty awesome. It, it's This is definitely different, and I like doing different. You know, that's something about this podcast that each week I try to think of something that, that, that you know, won't turn people away. Like, you know, if somebody listens to the same exact show, it's just different drivers that I'm talking about every week. It's eventually going to turn people off and I want to do something different. And this was definitely pretty cool. And, you know, Christy's idea to do this and both of you deciding, you know, what you wanted to do it. It was pretty fun. And I appreciate you guys coming on here. Uh, it's been a lot and of fun. And you deserved it. <laughs> well, you it was definitely, it, definitely different. Being... for whooping my butt Saturday night. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, that can go anyway, any, any other way. I mean, we've done that a couple times and you've had my number and, um, you know what, you, you, I'll tell you what, um, matter of fact, this, when I was talking about, you know, when you guys asked me if there's anybody scared to race and I said, you know, you know, back in the day there were might've been, but you know, um, I was sitting in there looking at the lanes and there was four cars left and it was you, um, Andy Romine, myself, and I think Tim Muchow. And yeah. we we're just sitting there. My dad was like, well, you know, you could, you're going to have Andy Romine or, you know, most likely Andy. And I'm like, you know what, at this point, you know, with what's up there, I would rather be racing Andy than I would be Rob Fisher right now. Cause Rob Fisher has had a hell of a good year and he is on fire, dude. I tell you what, it's like, you can, unlo- I mean, obviously that little streak ended on Sunday. We both sucked on Sunday, but, um, it's like yeah. every single week you unload your car, you're you're clicking on wind light after wind light after wind light, and it's not like a uh, lot I'm, of it's, you know. I'm living right. We'll just say that. <laughs> I had a lot of luck. 
Yeah, I mean that's sometimes it takes that, but you know what? You you didn't you had a lot more than luck going for you when you needed to be good and you were good. I'm gonna I mean, I'm gonna reverse what your theory is. The one I'm scared to race at four cars is the guy that's hardly ever there because it's his day. I did not want to run Tim Mooch out. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, because, yeah, right, right. Because when somebody, you know, he's there, he's there a lot. He's he's there often, but not as often as some. And when he's there, there's a reason he's there. Yeah, you, you know, know. This is that. I actually, when I talked about Crazy. people having tire issues, he's been one of them. And he's got a set of tires on his car now that work. I mean, he bought a brand yeah. new set of tires and, and his car just wouldn't get out of the track. And he put some old tires on it. They're two years old and his car is coming up off the ground, just a bumper on the track and it's hooking and it's working. And when I Tim, think he was in the mod two weeks ago. Yeah, he was. I don't think the car was working so, as good so that week, but yeah, he's pretty hot. He's, pretty hot. <laughs> he's having a good, yeah, he's having a good year and he's, he's on a little bit of a roll. So, but anyway, <laughs> we, uh, like I said, we've been on here for over an hour, so I'm going to let y'all go. And, uh, like I said, I appreciate y'all doing this and it was a lot of fun being on the other side of it. Thank you guys. Yep. Bye. All right. We'll see you guys. See you. All right. So that was obviously a lot of fun, something different. And that's what we're looking for. Uh, to try to do some different stuff on the show and keep people's interest. You know, if I get on here and talk results, points, uh, a little bit of track news, and and that's it, you know, obviously every week that's going to get old. Uh, people are going to lose interest. They're not going to tune in as much. And, I, you know, I'm aiming to do the opposite of that. I want to keep people coming back, listening every week, get new people interested in listening. And um, obviously we have the CCD podcast Facebook page. Um, if you have ideas or suggestions, you know, put them on there or send me a personal message. <clears throat> Obviously, I'm open to ideas. I've actually got an idea that I want to do in a couple weeks, um, like a bonus episode. I've talked to you, you know, we heard this in the interview. I want to just bring the stuff down to the track and set it up at Rick Scott's trailer because that's the hangout, you know, after the races. It's well lit. It's, you know, everybody hangs out down there, drinks and eats food. And I just think it'd be cool to have uh, several microphones set up and, and just do a little bit of an episode. I'll sit down and whoever wants to sit at the table with me and get on a microphone and, and shoot the shit for a while. I think that would be a lot of fun. I mean, could you imagine Rick Scott and Bob Weaver getting on a microphone with each other uh, to going at it, to, you know, together? I, that would just be uh, I think that would make for a really good show. <laughs> Obviously, it will be completely uncensored uh, parental advisory, um, <laughs> I would imagine. Uh, but if it goes well, if I if I decide to do that and it goes well, I think I might take all the stuff to bracket finals, have a bracket finals episode where, you know, maybe, you know, Donna, we can get about nine or ten jello shots and Donna and just set her down in front of a microphone. <laughs> uh, but no, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking um, over the next you know month is doing something neat like that. Some bonus episodes that are completely uncensored and just people sitting around shooting the shit and and talking about drag racing and talking about just anything i mean like i said when you get rick scott or bob weaver um a few beers in and come on a microphone it's hard telling what we're gonna hear uh but that's the fun of it and i i think it'd be really awesome but anyway that is all we are gonna have time for this week and uh we're gonna go ahead and end this episode um it's a long one i know that we've had a few of these in the past and that's okay. I mean, like I said, we're doing we're doing big stuff over here, new stuff, different stuff every week, trying to think of something different. Um, so, and you guys heard the news earlier on the pick a winner, be a winner. Um, some big stuff on the line that could happen this weekend. 
Um, but anyway, that is all for this week's show. We will catch you all next week. Thank you all for listening.